0: As an industry, we've made it our business to learn about games, how they work, about their resonance, and their successes or failures. And there's a human side to the industry as well. My name is Paul James, and welcome to Dev Daring, a series that explores and celebrates the incredible feats of the people behind the games, as we dive into their stories, the highs, the lows, and ever in between. In this episode, I'm joined by Sarah Hamilton, currently the solo developer of My.Desk. So join us as we explore our journey. hello everyone and welcome back to the first episode of dev diary 4 2022 i'm really looking forward to sharing this episode with you sarah hamilton was a fantastic guest but i want to talk a little bit about sarah and what i'm going for with this episode and ideas for this episode going forward sarah is a student she's not yet completed her course there's still work that's going to be done between now and actually entering the industry proper and sarah and i got in touch because of a event that was running in Melbourne in the last few months, where her and several other students were all showing off their projects, what they were working on basically the future of video game development. As far as I'm concerned, in terms of the people that next generation, I spoke about in my end of year update at the end of last year that I was looking to bring new ideas, new content to Dev Diary. And one of the things I'm looking at doing is Dev Diary next generation. So it's looking at that next generation of talent that is coming through, spotlighting these, uh, these people, these developers, their skills, their ideas, the games that they've created, because they're still raw in a lot of ways. They haven't been able to necessarily interact with the, the industry proper just yet, but I want to be there. I want to be a part of that ascent. I want to help put these people on pedestals to share the incredible work that they're responsible for and hopefully, put them in the spotlight of other developers, established people out there who do work in this industry already, who do have positions of power already, and maybe they'll learn about Sarah and others in the future. I'm looking to bring this to Patreon. This is something that I'm going to, when we kick off the Patreon, in the coming weeks and months, I'm going to look to make Dev Diary Next Generation a big part of that We'll still get it out there for free feeds and all those sorts of things, but it's a big part of what I want to do going forward. So what I'm looking for from you today, you the listener, is to provide me some feedback on what you think of this episode. Does it work? Does it not? Would you like to see more people like Sarah come on the show in the future? Do you think Next Generation is a good title for what I'm going for? Please let me know everything that you've got in your mind off the back of listening to this. Please sound me out on Twitter, shoot me a text, an email, a message, whatever it happens to be, however it is that we communicate, please hit me up and let me know what you think. Otherwise, kick back and enjoy this first episode of 2022. So today I'm joined by Sarah, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good, how are you?
0: Yeah, great. It's awesome to have you on the show.
1: Thank you. I'm very excited to be here.
0: I'm glad to hear that. It's, I mean, it's. I guess this is one of the more unique, I guess, scenarios so far in terms of actually putting this together. We we got to chatting after you recently had uh, your, your game, My Desk, at, or well, My Dot Desk, I should say, at <laughs> um, Acme through, through what they were doing there, the partnership with RMIT. It was a fantastic little opportunity that I know I personally took advantage of to get in and try out yours and a whole bunch of other games and then put them up on the player two youtube channel for people to see as well you and the the whole crew that were there were doing some fantastic stuff so it was it was really awesome to see and we got to chatting off the back of it and here you are so thanks yeah. so much for coming aboard
1: now thank you for playing through my desk. it was really cool to see your reaction to it um it was very funny at moments too when you were realizing things and i was like yeah. yes you got it
0: <laughs> that was yeah that i i now that I've gone and played everything, I've done everything for the videos and all that sort of thing. And obviously that's, that's about a month ago now, I guess, as of when we, as of when we record this, but like on reflection, even like the, that reaction that I had at the time, like that's, oh, that I think that's the first time where I've been completely flawed. <laughs> but, you know, the little things like recognizing that, Oh, hang on, that clock is my clock. Yeah. And I mean, those are things that we've seen in video games before. Like it's not an uncommon sort of idea that you might be running in real time or something like that. But I mean, I, I think I remember my first experiences of some of the Pokemon games, for example, back mm. on the Game Boy when they first did that, and you know the day-night cycles would come from it, and I was yeah. blown away by that. But um, it, w- it was it was that moment where everything started to come together, and I, oh, and, and I started connecting all those dots. It was really quite revelatory, and yeah. I, I'm glad that uh, you took some enjoyment from from that as I was discovering it on the video.
1: Yeah, it, it's funny because like I I kind of thought since all the other games were like more traditionally like game games mine was more you know uh, more of a you could label it as like a tool so um seeing you like click around to things i was like yeah that makes sense <laughs> um, so that was funny yeah
0: so i was kind of navigating my way through and all that. like it's a it, i mean we're going to dive into the specifics on the yeah, game shortly but it's a really fascinating sort of experience mm. but before we get to all that this is dev diary a series you talk to developers from throughout the industry they share their stories their experiences and the journey that's led to this current point in time now i say that this is kind of a a special, a little bit different one, because you're at the earlier stages, I guess, yes. um, of your endeavours through this industry. So in terms of the experiences, they're, they're going to be quite different to some of those that we've had previously, but they're going to be no less fascinating to, to dive through. And I think I've had one um, uh, previously across 70-odd episodes up to this point. I've had one then-current uh, like student mm. um, actually come on the show in the past but the luxury I had in that particular scenario so I as as all the listeners are probably sick of me saying at this point mm. I'm a teacher professionally right so yeah. that that uh, game dev student at the time was actually an ex student of mine from when I was teaching him Aww. so like it was kind of a luxury to be able to pull pull him on board and I had that I guess knowledge base of knowing who he was as a person first and foremost anyway um so it'd be really fascinating to kind of dive through your story here and learn a little bit about how we got to this point and how you've how you've come to choose To pursue games in in this capacity but before we get to all of that do you recall what your first gaming experiences were even your first game was that you ever played
1: oh my gosh yes so it was it's a very i love remembering this because it's it's so it's such like childhood pettiness (laughs) but it's (laughs) it's where like um my dad had bought me and my sister the first like nintendo ds and um i got a pink one and she got a blue one and she got, uh, uh, Princess Peach the the individual game, uh, the Princess Peach. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, another one. Yeah, and um, I saw. Wasn't her it get... just called Super Princess? Peach? Yes, yeah, that's right, Super yeah. Princess Peach. And I was like, oh my god, she got Super Princess Peach. Wonder what I got? And I got <laughs> for my first game. It was, um, I don't know if you remember the movie like, uh, Arthur and the Invisible. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I got a little like spin-off nintendo game time. like yeah <laughs> so i was like what <laughs> my sister got super princess peach and i got this
0: yeah you um, got screwed yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but that's that's the first game that um i ever played um i did, did you play actually it, enjoy yeah. arthur i did play it like religiously <laughs> and good. then eventually I stole... if that's all you've got yeah exactly right and then i stole princess super princess peach and um good, played good. that um but i grew up on nintendo nintendo was um like everything i played until i got an actual pc uh, i played like all of the really like relaxing um chill games like nintendogs and um uh some of the platformer games i played was um uh, i think it's called super monkey ball <laughs> where it's like a oh little yeah, yeah super monkey ball yeah i just played that as well um and then when i finally got a wii I would nonstop play uh, Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess.
0: Oh, one of the best Zelda's. I know some people like to poo-poo on that one, I but know. I think Twilight Princess is phenomenal.
1: I don't know why I, oh, I absolutely. It was too remember.
0: close to Ocarina of Time in some people's eyes. <laughs> okay. Well, I you mean... complained when Wind Waker deviated too much. What do you want? Tell yeah, me what you want.
1: Exactly, exactly, and yeah, that.
0: And then they went too far with Breath of the Wild. I, can't, I can't go with people on that one.
1: Oh my god, Breath of the Wild! Don't even get me started. I love Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, see,
0: I, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I, it just that's the only Zelda that's ever really, really not not jived with me. I think it, it deviates too much. I think from traditional Zelda for my liking. Yeah. And then there's little things like the weapon degradation, different. which I don't like. But yeah, whatever. Hopefully, Breath of the Wild two can turn me around.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. <laughs> whenever it comes out. Yeah, okay, whenever <laughs> it comes out. Oh my god. Um, but yeah. No, I, I, just played so much. Nintendo, anything that Nintendo came out with, I played it. Um, I had all the consoles, like, I had all the handheld consoles as well. Uh, even even, like, <laughs> the the XLs <laughs> of the, of oh, the consoles, yeah, okay. just everything. Um, and, yeah, and for the most part, it's just been, like, really, really chill, um, uh, atmospheric games, and, like, when I first got, like, my PS3, I, um, would again like the same with Twilight Princess would just religiously play Journey over and over oh there we go I I did think Journey might
0: have been the first game yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I I it would be the the first thing I would do in the morning before like high school and stuff I would just like I gotta play Journey man I gotta like ground myself and play Journey before I go (laughs) go, it's a good experience it's a great experience yeah it was my my favorite game. And then like, and you were
0: playing that on the day on close to the daily. At yeah. That point.
1: Yeah. I was always like, it just never got old for me. And I know that some people are just like, Oh, I played you only once. And yep. Cool. All right, move on. But for me, it was just like, I just loved everything to like the, the atmosphere, the sounds, the, the way that um, the cloak guy would just move. I just was mesmerized yeah. by that. Um, and Yeah, then when I got my PC, it was just like straight into like multiplayer games. The floodgates opened. Yeah, like Overwatch and all them, and playing with friends was really cool and having that experience. uh, Just being able to dip my toes into like first person shooter games. (laughs) um, Definitely would say that I was, I leaned way heavily towards like the more stylized games. Like when a lot of my friends would like be playing like call of duty and stuff i was like ah, oh, oh, okay i'll play some minecraft actually <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i'm not a call of duty person either so yeah you, you've got my support on that one <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah that was mainly what i would play just those type of games
0: was there ever a, a game or even just a particular moment that i guess helped to steer you towards this pursuit to actually go on to to make games at all or yeah. Was it just a culmination of experiences, just a love to just fall into it? I mean, what? It was. Um, do you identify any particular game or combination of them that really helped guide you towards a pursuit of game development?
1: Yeah, I think. Um, well, I, I, as a child, would just always draw. Like I was definitely an artist at heart, so I was drawing from a very young age, and um, slowly but surely, when I kind of, uh, you know knew that art books existed <laughs> of, for games especially i just was really drawn into like the concept art side of things um yep. i really liked delving into like what the game uh could have looked like or what the actual like um journey it took to get to the final stage and i was really mesmerized by that aspect and yeah um, makes sense yeah i think um I think it was. I think what actually, if I'm thinking, if I remember correctly, I watched a little like, uh, uh piece about Journey and how uh, the creators of that went to the actual like sand dunes and was like drawing like uh, how the sand moved and how people would wade through sand, and would record that and then use that to make uh to engineer how the sand moved in game. That was really fascinating to me.
0: Yeah. That is fascinating. I don't, I don't think I've ever checked that documentary out. So yeah, it's... it's might give me an even greater appreciation for what's already an incredible game.
1: Yeah, it, it really blew my mind how much work went into just the feeling and, yep. like, the actual just um, experience. And so that was really what kind of drove me to, like, oh, I, I want to create experiences. I want to create feelings like that. That's cool. Um, and then slowly getting into, like, design and stuff like for for my year 12 uh uh viscom like final i was like you know what i'm making a whole folio about concept design for a game that i'm going to make up to try and uh you know see what that would be like and yeah had the viscom teacher go with that (laughs) she was like you know you're not gonna you know this is Mm." (laughs) she was very much um kind of like preparing me to to not be disappointed if it didn't get into uh, top designs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Because yeah, it's very much like top designs isn't very where like concept art kind of is where it goes. But I was still very determined to do that, and definitely like after then playing like The Last of Us, the first one, and then um, playing story driven games like um, uh, Beyond Two Souls and uh, what else like uh, Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Um, like those kind of. Where then, like, character and um, relationships within the game kind of then caught my attention. It was like, just, I think what really captivated me was just how people could design a, f- a certain feeling that they wanted to a- express through the, uh, the medium of games and have it be so intimate with, like, the person playing. I think that was what really drove me towards wanting to, like, make those characters design those characters and concept art to then have that feeling evoked in the player i guess that's what really drove me to want to yeah that makes a lot of sense
0: no i completely understand that in that year 12 period and you're talking about obviously using viscom there to start putting together a bit of a portfolio in that space i certainly think without naming names i certainly think about the viscom teacher that i've got at my (laughs) school i feel like there'd be a fairly similar reaction if someone started to create one of those uh, a, a similar sort of portfolio. Um, I could, I'd imagine her reaction to be not dissimilar to the teacher that you had. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe too stuck in their ways. I won't yeah. say anything more about that because if this ever comes out, I'm gonna have to have a, <laughs> have to have a, have to have a conversation with my boss. Um, yeah. But um, at that period, did you already have the idea that you were going to pursue game development? in your head or is that something that it was still just a love and you didn't think that you'd necessarily actually chase this dream?
1: It was definitely a love at that point because um, it, I had this idea that when you have, when you have your heart set on like one specific aspect of the game design process, then that is all you go for, you know, cause I was just yeah. so, I just wanted to do concept art for characters and design characters. That's all I wanted to do. Um, but then like, first year of uni when I got there the first class I think it was just like now you're probably all here because you think you can just pursue one aspect of game design well I'm here to tell you that you're wrong (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) and so um, uh, it was more like there's the reality check Yeah, it was like I I had no idea that um, knowing more than one aspect of the game design process was something that would be more beneficial to you and so i definitely came into like wanting wanting to chase game design as like a oh this will be fun oh like what you know wow and then realizing that there's a way more to it i was like oh okay <laughs> you know it's not like um how i was doing it before like i'll just design a character and then off i go um yeah
0: i mean it could be one of those things that you know game credits for example can be a little bit misleading sometimes where it has you know one person they're listed as a whatever mm. But really, they're you know they're dipping their toes in here and there, and they're offering their input in terms of how maybe their core discipline can help impact something else that someone else is doing. And so, they're having, I guess, that at least at least surface level knowledge of how you know if you're big big into the art area, how that's going to translate across to world design, how that might translate to this, and how the if it's a game featuring combat, how combat's going to interact with all that, and what sort of looks that's going to like visual kind of you know.
1: Exactly, effects that yeah. might
0: create, all of those sort of things actually kind of coexist quite a lot, and so having that understanding, I think, would be really, really beneficial. So
1: yeah, that's exactly what uh, one of my teachers, Aspen Forster, shout out. Um, uh, they definitely instilled that because um, they did. So they were um, a programmer and an artist, and them saying that like having language and knowing how to communicate in you know those departments languages is really beneficial because then you can be like you know the gateway to like making sure things are communicated in a way that makes makes sense to each department so it was like i was like you know what yes i okay that makes sense and i will try to achieve that even though i coding is (laughs) one of my it's a challenge uh yeah one of my biggest challenges in uh while yeah learning game design yeah
0: no it's it's so i mean I've tried little bits of it and my head's just exploded. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a maths teacher professionally, so there should be elements of that and part IT as well. There should be a lot of elements there that really speak to me. But no, no. It's yeah. a mile over my head still. Yeah. So I, I can totally understand that. Was that... Um, did you um While you were at school there, did you have other friends that were kind of interested in that same sort of pathway or was this very much something that you were kind of going rogue with... um or did you have kind of a a partner in crime for example that was interested in in going down that same that same path that you have
1: um well it was interesting because i think a lot of us um appreciated the same kind of games um and uh i think because it's actually kind of difficult to answer that just because of how lockdown and the oh, pandemic, of course, yeah. Like, really, uh, it because um, I do uh, talk to a lot of the people in the course still, but it's it's still very hard to kind of um, uh, re- it's really hard to remember first year just because of how fast it went by, and then like yep. second and third year kind of just was overtaken by like being in lockdown, and then like having figures crossed twenty twenty two. Yeah, I together. know, right? Uh, like, I think. I think for the most part, I did have like um, uh, friend, like close friends. Like one of my closest friends, Miguel, who uh, definitely we stood by each other, and um, and another friend, Liam, and like we all we all had like similar goals, but we were all kind of like well, Liam was into music, Miguel was into like pixel art, um, and uh, that kind of thing, where. We, we did we did appreciate the same game so I think we were co- kind of like I very much was into the experience and then I think Miguel was very much into like the art, art pixel art side of things and Liam was really interested in music um, yep. that kind of thing yeah but it, it, yeah when I think about it it's like really hard to kind of like um, remember talking about that sort of thing just because of how difficult it was to communicate with people over yeah there's yeah. a lot going on yeah
0: no, that makes a lot of sense in before we get to uh, i guess uh well my desk more specifically what other sort of have you had any sort of other ideas we've obviously mentioned a lot of titles that fit that very traditional mold and i guess before we dive into you know my desk specifically it, i guess it's not overly traditional we kind of touched on that at the beginning yeah there. um have you had some other ideas Is there a sort of dream game that you'd love to you know of a particular genre or something like that or subgenre? i know yeah. genres are pretty fluid these days anyway um is there a sort of, a sort of game that you've been really keen to make for a long time um, whether that's just because of something you've been inspired by over the years or something you've loved and like I'd love to create a Zelda clone for example or whatever yeah, it's right. to
1: be it's actually really interesting um, the thing that I struggled with the most while at uni was that like I had this appreciation of games and I had this like <clears throat> sorry um this really like this this big desire to um, be in the process of uh, making a game, but I didn't really know kind of what I wanted to make. Yeah, um, that makes sense that was that was one of the biggest things that I had a big um, uh, uh, hurdle to get to because like I I really I, like I love Nintendo I love like all of the stuff that they create and i I love like other games like from naughty dog and stuff like that but it was never I was always just like, Oh yeah, that would be cool if it was someone else's idea. I'd love to like you know hop onto like someone else's idea and help out yep. with that. That'd be fun. And then, but thinking of something that I wanted to make was hard. Um, yep. And then when um, I had uh, my Play Society class, which is where I made and developed the idea for my dot desk, it kind of like kind of um, came to me where I was like, I kind of want to make games that. Are not really like the yeah like like the traditional kind of um, games that uh, that are, like you know, have a goal or something like that. Like I think Olivia Haynes, I recently um, discovered her through TikTok, <laughs> her, her uh, big TikTok that blew up, and it described the feeling that I've been trying to word together perfectly. It was just like um, making games. Uh, like I think it was like the feminine urge to make games that are just like experiences instead of like mainstream or something like that. Something along those yes. lines. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much like exactly what I'm kind of wanting to do. I'm wanting to make games that like um help me with um things like my dot Real does. world things. Yeah. And um or like, you know, have a certain aesthetic to them then it's just like for the aesthetic or a certain, you know, feeling or Atmosphere, kind of, kind of like that. Not, not so much like there's, um, uh, like traditionally, like you know, uh, uh, a set of puzzles that you have to get through, or like you know, sort of platforming you have to get through. It's just, it's just a nice experience that you can come back to if you want, like how Journey was for me when I was a kid. Yeah, kind of, yeah.
0: And I mean, that was in the more traditional mold, but as you spoke about yourself, it actually was still really beneficial in the sense that it helped use as to use your words before it helped ground you and, mm. and kind of get you in the right headspace for the day. So you can, th- these sorts of experiences, these, these helpful style things can be of that slightly more traditional mold or not. Mm. Um, and it's really just what, I guess in your eyes, as you're going through this development, what that needs to look like to best fulfill the goal. Yeah. That's, that's really quite fascinating. So my desk itself, mm. or my dot desk itself, sorry, I keep, can, I <laughs> <my mind. laughs> that's okay. Um, how did that idea first emerge? And yep. I guess for anyone who's listening, who ha- maybe didn't wasn't able to get to, uh, I guess with the state of the the country at the moment, the world, um, I'm sure a lot of people didn't manage to get over to to Acme in Melbourne, very specifically, yeah. um, and potentially haven't seen the video that I put together on the Player Two YouTube channel either. So, for those who are unaware, could you maybe also talk a little bit about what My Dot Desk is?
1: Yeah, so um, My Dot Desk is basically a Little UI-based game that, uh, or workspace, I should say, that um, has some of the necessities that you would need to like optimize productivity and mental well-being for study or work. And originally, uh, it was made for uh, lockdown for people who were studying during lockdown or working during lockdown. It was like a tool to have on their desktop because if they were, you know, on their computer all the time, uh, they'd. Uh, be able to have a bit it of fatigue. up there, yeah. Um, and with uh, working, working like from home and stuff, like a lot of it was just really, really stressful, <laughs> and um, really uh, like lockdown fatigue really um, stuck with me as well. Because like I would always feel overwhelmed getting up and going to my computer and stuff. So that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and I. I was using a lot of um, other other uh, small games similar to what I made that I thought oh, I want to add some more things to this because like I was using other um, tools separately from uh, like from on my phone or on my in my journal or elsewhere, and I wanted to kind of put them all together. And so the, this little game is basically just a little thing that I made to help me have everything in one place and for me to use when i wasn't feeling as productive or was feeling overwhelmed just so that like
0: to get you back on the right track
1: yeah because i think what helped me the most during lockdown was having friends on discord studying with me and when they became unavailable it was kind of like well i can't work now no one's with me but now i've actually made a little thing that is with me that helps yeah get me into the motivation that i need
0: no that's that's fantastic um i mean I guess speaking from from personal experiences, I've been very comfortable. Uh, anyone who watches Player Two content kind of knows my my current backdrop. But like I've I've been very very comfortable through the lockdown period. It's it's not caused me all that much grief in terms of the stress and those sort of things. I teach. I've been able to teach them the two screens. I do a lot of my work from the, uh, my games work from this space anyway. So to translate my day to day job into this space as well was probably a bit more natural for me than others so I didn't necessarily have too many problems with that but even like even setting that aside when when I discovered my dot desk um and I mentioned it during the video that like, I'm going to use this for my for my workday and that like it instantly made a lot of sense now at that point I was back to on-site work and those sorts of things and discovered very quickly that like, I was concerned that when I said it I was like oh I'm going to say this and <laughs> then it, for whatever reason it's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah, right. Um,
0: but it did. A hundred percent. Like I've, I've got a second uh, monitor oh, at, my, at my work anyway, have my work laptop, just fl- flicked it onto the second screen there so I can still keep tapping away doing what I'm doing on my laptop or whatever configuration I had, but it would always be there. I've got that little checklist, I've got that, uh, I've got everything that you've designed there. It's just, it's this calming sort of experience that you've created as well. Oh,
1: amazing.
0: It all worked a treat and to the point where I'd have other people, like I'm, I'm in an office of about 10 people. hmm um, and you'd have a few others going, what, what is that?
1: Oh, yeah. like,
0: are, you, are you playing a game? I'm like, well, yes and yes no. And, no. <laughs> yeah. um, and not that, like, they, they don't give me too much. There's not too much judgment coming from them when it, when they ask the question, are you playing a game? Because the answer can often be yes. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Playing something for a view or whatever during my lunch break or whatever the case happens to be, trying to uh, pocket 20 minutes whenever, I, whenever and wherever I can. Yeah, of course. But they, they recognized it was, there was something different about it, and they'd pop over and they'd ask questions, and they'd look at it and like. Okay, well, do you, do you want it? Like, I just share the uh, obviously because you, you made it available on itch for people mm. to go and check out. I'm like, well, try it out, see if it works for you. And I think there's probably two or three others. Now, whether that persists into 2022 yeah, or not remains to be seen. There's a couple of others now that have adopted it, and oh, that's awesome. And a, oh, I've got my little list here. The, the clock's right there. Like everything's kind of here. You a and a lot of people have got in in my in my particular office have the the dual screen set up anyway. Whether it's just their laptop plugged, you know, HDMI plugged into another monitor or, or whatever, they've actually managed to make it work into their thing, and they've still got their. I mean, we all know what teachers are like. We've all got our big diaries and those yeah, sort of things we're making yeah. feverish notes and that sort of thing as well but what you've designed actually still complemented that really nicely because it was it was a bit more bite sized and condensed and you have two in terms of the the reminders or the to do list mm. you have two or three immediate priorities there and great and there's and again you've still got like a, you can pop an earbud in or whatever the case happens to be and just thoroughly enjoy everything else that's going on in the background it's it's, it's a really wonderful experience so i would encourage anyone to um, to go and go and check it out i'm oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have still got it available yes, i, I yes, believe yeah definitely, people can still yeah. go okay.
1: um Yay! So, that's so good
0: to hear. Yeah, massive congratulations on what you've done there because it, it really it works a treat. Um, and I was mind blown, obviously, as we discussed before, when when playing it here for the sake of, or do we say do we call playing it? I don't know. Interacting <laughs> with it, whatever yeah. the case is for the uh, for the for the the player two content. But then equally mind blown when I was actually able to take it into my workspace and it was. Complementing what I was already doing—that's
1: awesome. It didn't get in the way. Ah. It didn't
0: intrude. In fact, made things a lot easier. So, I—I I, I think it's really, really quite incredible what you've done there. Um, That's awesome. I got to have that groundbreaking moment twice with with the title. So, so great yeah, work.
1: That that really like makes my heart sing because it's it was definitely one of those projects where it it was um, designed for me first, but it yeah. also being like if other people can use it in their own way and make it useful for them. That's the other like um, goal that I had, you know, like if yeah. if it works for them, then that's awesome. That's great because I know a lot of a lot of the time, sometimes just having separate things works for other people. Um, and I I have to give a shout out to Do You and I Games because their game Virtual Cottage was the main inspiration for my dot desk. Um, great, it's a similar setup where they have like you know a timer like you can put your time in and then they have like a really lovely atmospheric uh, soundboard where you can play like um, uh, rain or snow and just have that even like fire crackling and they have a lovely illustration in the middle and um, you can also have like a to-do list in the corner and that's what I was using primarily before even thinking about my dot desk, and then um, it like that in itself helped a lot and when I decided oh I, I think I can make my own but just add more things that I use throughout the throughout the day in one space like yeah just wanted to give that shout out because that, that game is phenomenal and I have like that's no, great to hear so many hours on it
0: <laughs> did while, while you were designing it and while you were putting it all together and you've, you've obviously got others that are in the course that are putting now I guess the fact that we're in lockdowns and those things might, might have put a little bit of out of distance and might have made it a little bit harder to Totally keep track of whatever, or be a, aware of what everyone else is doing. But the fact that I guess a lot of the other titles they, they've got uh, some key points of difference in in a lot of other ways. They're not all just the the tried and true. Okay, yeah, go out and action, hack and slash, and that sort of thing. Everyone's really doing some really fascinating things. But I guess they all kind of fit more into that quote unquote traditional sort of mold. Was that a point of concern for you at any point? That oh, hang on, I'm, I'm doing something that's really different here. That did that cause you any concern at all?
1: It was interesting because um, with uh, the games that were shown at Acme, uh, apart from mine, they were all from another uh, class called GDS Six, a okay. uh, game design studio six. Um, mine was from another uh, uh, class called uh, Play Society. So I had made a GDS Six game. Uh, it just uh, didn't didn't go as planned. So right. um, that's game development when... for you. Yeah, exactly. So when um, I had the opportunity to submit. This game, like my dot desk, even though it wasn't from uh, uh, the GS6 class, I just went for it. So that's that's the primary reason why it's so different, because uh, for Play Society, the assignments were to um, ha- design something that uh, had a research element into it, uh, that uh, a research element that would uh, accompany a design with. So. I decided I wanted to research UI design or user interface design, uh, yep. which then came about the idea for my dot desk, um, because uh, I had I was kind of like struggling to kind of figure out what I wanted to do for the class, and a lot of people were doing like concept art and all that stuff, and I, I was just like, oh, but uh, I want to do something that I haven't done before, and I had dabbled in Unity UI a few times, but thought, okay, well, no one really talks about UI. I guess I'll research that and then um, then coming up with the idea of like how uh, Virtual Cottage is mainly UI based in terms of how it's used, I could then, one, have something that will help me throughout the rest of the semester and to also put my research into use and actually showcase it as uh, something you can interact with. So, that's really cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was what was the main difference um, when showcasing it at Acme, yeah.
0: In terms of creating, it's it's very much just about a UI for the most part. There's mm. obviously some, some really cool other other elements there that make it a really calming, helpful sort of experience in a lot of other respects. But you are creating a UI that is kind of meant to help, I guess, people kind of organise themselves and keep mm. track of things. And how, how did you know what was, as you're trying to pass through this and develop this, what what was essential how did you know i need to have this versus this oh maybe that just creates a bit too much clutter and actually potentially overwhelms the the user with, with a, i assume those were things you had to consider as you were creating it mm. how did you kind of pass through and work out what those things were that needed to be there versus those that could maybe fall by the wayside
1: yeah so i i definitely as all devs do <laughs> just have a bunch of ideas and um and i did have i did have a lot of um experimentations with like the actual layout because so I did want to yeah. have a lot of uh, like interactive interactivity with the UI um, like uh, and I still plan on trying to develop it into like a way that's not too distracting where like you know pop-ups would come up saying like you know this is your reminder to drink some water this is your reminder to get up and move or you know stuff like that um, and so having having all those kind of ideas uh, Obviously, had to scope down to just making sure that one, you could you could just have the illustration of the room there with the time, having you know, and having the icons at the bottom to represent what you can interact with, be simplistic enough in terms of its um, you know uh, uh, symbol to tell the uh, player that like this is what this means, this is what that means, um, so that when you're not wanting to have to look at anything you can still enjoy an illustration that's on your pc so it's not too distracting um and then uh for when everything is up i want it to be as simple as possible so that uh it kind of all meshed well in its aesthetic where it's like really minimalistic and uh, uh cell shaded or like uh flat colors um and yeah just wanting it wanting it to be um Symmetrical and just like nice to look at is what I kind of. And wanted it is. To, yeah. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. So. Definitely. Again, because I had
0: others. If I talk about that work experience again, some people are like, "Oh, you change your wallpaper." I'm like, "You're far too observant about my <laughs> wallpapers in the past." But no, this is not a wallpaper. <laughs> um, oh, did you kick your kids and uh, kids and wife off your wallpaper? No, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> They're still there.
1: Yeah, it, it was definitely like that's like I just wanted something. It was also like. For me, just like I want something pretty to look at while I work, (laughs) and but it's still, as you
0: said, minimalist. It's it's subtle. It's not yeah blasting like blasting the senses. So you can kind of do one thing, and it might be there in the peripheries, but it's not commanding your attention in a way. It's yeah, it's great like that. Yeah, despite you know some vibrant yellows and those sort of things, which you typically think might really draw someone's attention, but Mm. just enough.
1: Yeah, just enough. Yeah, that's that's exactly like I think at the time it was the colours that really just i i just wanted like something bright in yeah. uh, to, to have um open just because i feel like uh being in inside all the time you know a lot of it is like for me especially i just wanted like this bright pop of color um to to have there the kind of i don't know the the bright yellow really lifted my mood <laughs> every time i opened it that was yeah. that was um for me anyway uh no i'd agree yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, but yeah, it it definitely was uh, aimed to kind of just make sure that it wasn't too overwhelming, but it was also a way that you can have something aesthetic on your uh, PC that brightened your mood or like you know made like had you had like that little character, the little uh, pup that you know you have this little puppy working really hard. And you, you see you see them working, you see them on their computer. So you have to work hard as well. <laughs> uh, that was also a thing that I really wanted to emphasize in the design was like having a aesthetic desk and study buddy there working on it along with you. So like the computer that's empty is meant to represent like your space and stuff like that. Yep. Um. So yeah, it it was it was difficult because when like with semester uh, drawing in and like the time frame of project kind of uh, closing in I had to really scope down so the UI isn't as interactive or interesting to like actually interact with as much as I wanted it to be for the final assignment but I think I definitely got across what I really wanted to um, get with the aesthetic of it all Uh, and yeah that's those the things that I wasn't able to add are definitely things I want to add um, this year
0: so, what are some of those things that fell by the wayside that you might be looking to add back in?
1: Yeah, so I really want to add more study buddies. So um, I was intentional. I was originally having uh, three, <laughs> three rooms. Yeah. And, yeah, and um, that was just, uh, no way I could do three rooms in that weird time I had. So pulled down to one. But what was going to happen was. Um, you could there was there would be a start menu where you could choose which room you would want to study in or work in, and so you'd have that corresponding study buddy to work with. So I'm thinking the next character will be like a black cat, and her room will be uh, a slightly different aesthetic to that of the puppy's one, and yeah. that way people have more of a choice of what kind of aesthetic they would want to work in or want to have on open on their desktop. Yeah, um, the
0: vibrant yellow might be too much for some. Yeah, but... right. Yeah perfect for others so that makes a lot of sense speak to different people
1: yeah um and i also want to add like more kind of things that i use daily like i love a habit tracker um i also have been uh tracking like like a mood tracker as well has been really helpful for me um and uh like the little reminders i was talking about as well just like um you can you know set what type of reminder you want to have pop up or have the, the character say so that way you know you can prioritize your you know yourself and like how much you know make sure you drink some water make sure you get up and take yeah. a break you know don't overwork you know or even just like okay you're back you're, you're back here let's you know maybe even um gamify it a bit more like having uh, achievements you know if you've you know tracking how well, much you've you worked. add
0: those in there and that's a very very slippery so <laughs> <laughs>
1: right because uh, Virtual Cottage has uh, steam uh, achievements where you know however long you work you get a certain like a certain um, icon um, yep. and uh, just having that incentive to kind of like you know if I work for 15 more minutes I get a really cool sticker I can put up on my wall in my room you know kind of stuff like that I've always loved when I use those sort of games as well like having yep. interactable stuff.
0: Like which that. would be i, I guess it, you know that sort of idea is there's a there's a tricky balance that you need to walk there because obviously like in some respects some people that extra 15 minutes can potentially be detrimental for someone if they've if they've gone an entire day and it's it's been a rough one and that sort of thing and then all of a sudden this thing that's kind of there to help them out is saying could you push on for 15 oh, more minutes like, no, it, it would it's definitely, a, yeah, it's, a, it there's a definitely tricky balancing be... act i'd imagine you have to navigate
1: yeah it, it's they're all ideas at this point I do intend to kind of like I for what I did add I did a research on to like what the actual benefits were because with like a gratitude journal a lot of people at Acme were like oh gratitude journal okay all right and there are actual studies that show that like uh just writing three things you're grateful for every day improves how you uh how you think about the day or how you think about um what you go through during life like just a little bit better and so yeah it would definitely be um, something that I would probably have to definitely look into research Um, and it's also things that um, I do intend to kind of keep it to a thing where like this is something that I benefit from and if people also benefit from it that's great a plus kind of thing so that way I'm I'm not kind of like stressing about uh whether or not people uh you know are using it uh and not feeling like they can use it and then um getting stressed about that kind of thing uh because obviously yep. everything people uh use different things to help everyone wi- everyone's wired differently yeah exactly so i i'm trying to not put too much pressure on like whether um you know it's uh if I have to change certain things so it can work for you know this set of people and then oh wait I have to add this to make it work for this other set of people it's, it's like if it works for me yay and um, if it works for other people brilliant that's a bonus <laughs> yeah
0: that makes sense so I guess when it comes to the the other people side of things we, we referenced early on and that's like, I, I got across there and and lots of other people did. You got to present the game at Acme there. Yes. Um, there was I can't even remember now about ten other titles mm. alongside yours. And what was that experience like? Because I assume at this point there's been you know a bit of peer critique and peer conversations and that sort of thing, and and from from uni lecturers and those sorts of mm. things. But this is now opening it up to the masses, where anyone can come off the street including including media sites, uh, sorts like myself, just popping up out of nowhere mm. <laughs> to try out your stuff. What was what was that whole experience like in, in terms of putting yourself out there? We, we see developers go through this when they, when they, independent developers, for example, when they take their game to PAX or something like that, and it can be a really overwhelming experience. Now, the magnitude of that is significantly larger. There's thousands of people, you know, pre-COVID, um, mm. all in the one space they're flocking to these different games. But it's still a similar sort of thing there for you where you're putting yourself and your your work, your art out there. What was that like for you when people are waltzing in off the street and trying your stuff out?
1: it was really really cool (laughs) oh great Um, i I
0: tend to i tend to hear things like terrifying and oh my god if i can never do that again that'd be great but this is only because it's it's a very anxious sort of it can be a very anxious sort of thing for people and some don't want to ever ever experience that again if they can avoid it
1: no yeah I, i can definitely say there was a bit of nervousness but i think what really just made it was like the amount of people that um came in to kind of just like what I really loved was like how many people were kind of like, oh, how do I play this? You know, what? what is this? And um, not really knowing what it was. And then when I explained it to them, them kind of just, wow, wow. You know, like the, that kind of reaction and just being really intrigued was like really just really, I don't know, f- cool to see someone reacting to something that i've made i guess
0: not dissimilar to what you described before when you watched my video back oh, no. <laughs> that, watching, watching that revelatory moment. i
1: had the exact same feeling don't worry <laughs> yeah <you're laughs> it right. was it was very much the same it was just like wow people are actually seeing it since something i've made and um what what really struck me was like when people like uh that were, like a teacher had come in to see some of the games and come to mine and when I was explaining it to her and she was playing it, she just looked at me and was just, I I would have this in my classroom. I would use this in my classroom. I was like, you'd use this in your classroom. (laughs) It was like, it was, it was mind blowing how, like I didn't even consider it being like a classroom tool or anything like that. 100%. could be. Yeah. And, um, I got so many lovely like feedbacks as well. Like, uh, just, uh, people giving me ideas or like what they would love to see. Um, Uh, which you know corresponded to what I was thinking I'd want to add Um, and a lot of my peers uh, would uh, come around and give me advice on how to like you know fix certain things add certain things Um, so yeah it was it was definitely one of those uh, feelings of like feeling proud of like what I managed to make and also just like really just like my heart was full from like all of the reactions that people were having to it and um, hearing all the feedback and hearing all the ideas and how people were interested in seeing that kind of stuff was just like yeah. the, the motivation to keep working on it. Just like flew, you know, just like soared. I was just after that. That's day, great. I was just like, oh my god, I can't wait to keep keep working on it. Oh my god, okay, when can I do this again? Come on, let's yeah, go. literally, literally, yeah.
0: No, that, that's that's fantastic here, cause yeah, I've, I mean, I've spoken. To, there's there's lots of people that I guess they. They get used to it after a while if you've if you've kind of done the the tour where you've gone from packs to packs to packs or mm. little small convention to small convention to various different I mean, some people, you know, pitching to publishers, those sorts of things. They've they've kind of gone through that, so they've become a little bit desensitized to it, mm. but they've never really enjoyed it. So the fact that you've just thrived in this environment's fantastic to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> <I> hopefully mean- <laughs> when the world does come together again and you can bring a game to a packs or something like that at some point in the future. Sounds yeah. like you're going to take to it like a duck to water.
1: <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it it might change depending on um, what I make the scale, in the future. Maybe. Yeah, but um, no, I I just like uh, it was just such a surreal feeling. I and like the feeling of having wanting it to happen again, just like showing people and seeing their reactions is, yeah, I think a good sign for whatever else I make. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. So I guess on that whatever else I make, sort of comment the future. Mm-hmm any thoughts or ideas um any any sort of dreams that you'd like to pursue
1: yeah oh my god well definitely gonna keep working on my my.desk um for uh just wanting to get it to a point where i wanted it to be at when i first started the project and get it to that point which would be really fun because i think what i'm really excited about with that game is that or tool i should say is um I learned a lot about coding and how UI worked, and I want to kind of use that as, uh, use that MynoDesk um, as a way to kind of push myself to learn more things. Yeah, springboard and, the next thing. Yes, exactly, to then, like, apply whatever I've learnt while making that to, yeah, whatever else I make. Um, and for whatever else I make, I definitely um, have a lot of uh, people... Around me that um, are keen to collaborate with me—that's great, um, which is awesome. Like I have so many uh, people that I know who are musicians who want to write music for whatever I make and or like work with me on that. Like a lot of people, like uh, some of my peers from uni, uh, you know, doing game jams together. um, Because like I think, I think for me personally, I definitely jumped into game design very much, (laughs) not really. Knowing too much, and now that I have like that kind of uh, foundation framework from the three years at uni, I kind of want to now uh, start making uh, games uh, to learn to to um, grow as a, a developer and as an artist yeah. and a programmer, to then kind of um, reach out to more uh, to to bigger projects and uh, uh, stuff that maybe longer term work or you know not sort of like yeah so i
0: mean look you you're, you're coming up in a within australia you're coming up within one of the hottest parts of game development in the country so mm. that kind of helps in terms of potential opportunities yeah. as you said for collaborations those sorts of things i think you're you're coming up in a great area for it i mean mm. you the the number of melbourne-based uh, guests i've had on the show in the past i think kind of shows an incredible melbourne-based guest i've had on the show in the past just says a lot about what we've got to work with here in Victoria. Mm. But not to mention across Australia as well there's there's some fantastic fantastic people in various different parts of Australia as well. So you're in a good place for it I guess.
1: Yeah, it's it's exciting. I I'm, I'm very much looking forward to just just making a bunch of stuff I guess. <laughs> just yeah, trying to kind of put my uh uh stance on like where I definitely want to with game design it's yeah. still it's still very much like oh, i don't know enough yet oh i'm still unexperienced uh um, oh, but
0: i think everyone regardless yeah. <laughs> of many years you've been in i think everyone goes through that experience yeah. a lot of the time unless you're the the kojimas of the world that probably feel pretty yeah. good about themselves most of the time <laughs> yeah true um not many people i think can ever sit back and go yeah i've got everything there's yeah, nothing else true. i can learn
1: yeah but so very that, excited that's fine. Yeah.
0: in terms of i guess uh, and i and I'll reference the the talent that we've already got here in the state in the country mm. given the nature of the last two years some uh, i guess there might have been potential opportunities baked into the course or whatever to be able to network a little bit with some of those who are already established have you had many of those sort of opportunities at all given the nature of the last few years or is it still very much you and your fellow kind of classmates i guess
1: yeah for me it's definitely um me and my fellow classmates, because um, during uni I was very much uh, not yet, <laughs> which yeah, I I do regret now, because like I should have just jumped at any opportunity that was there. Uh, but um, no, I was definitely with uh, my peers still. Though we we do still all keep in touch in like a Discord server, so we were very much Great. like sending sending things, sending opportunities, uh, and um, having having. Gone through like the RMT games course. There are a bunch of um, other creators that uh, did do that course, like Grace Bruxner and um, Oh yeah, yeah, Stuff like that, like that. Um, I you know follow and uh, see how they're doing, which is also like inspiration for me to you know you know see that happening. Um, but yeah, it's yeah I, they yeah. did
0: what I did, and now look what they're doing. That yeah, sort of idea,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely still gonna definitely look out for those opportunities um uh now uh, yeah, yeah hopefully
0: covid circumstances we'll we'll see with the old mate omicron that's doing yeah I know. but um yep let's let's hope that that eases up enough or at least relaxes things enough that you actually get those opportunities to potentially go out and meet people and mm. and network a little bit in that space because there as i said before there's some incredible people in the scene I, i've only met a few of them through through this show and some other little media commitments but there's just thousands and thousands of fantastic people creating games in this scene and it'd be great for you to be able to get to meet some of them and yeah. there's potential other collaborative opportunities that might stem from that as well So slash working opportunities. So. Yeah,
1: that'd be awesome.
0: It'd be Yeah, I'm sure it'd be fantastic. So as we start to wind things down a little bit, is there anyone out there that really inspires you in the way you go about your work? You obviously just mentioned Grace as one yeah. example, um, but um, is there anyone out there that you've looked at from afar or that potentially you've even worked with uh, so far that or met so far that really serves as a fantastic inspiration for you and, and what you're trying to achieve in this space?
1: Oh that is uh, there are so many <laughs> Yeah, it can be a bit um, of a laundry
0: list sometimes, right? Yeah.
1: Like I it's interesting because um a lot of my inspiration definitely comes from um RMIT alumni like Grace and stuff like that. Uh but also like with a bunch of uh my peers as well, as they're all very yep. talented Uh, you know, uh, inspiring people to be honest Um, and uh, I definitely have been kind of looking at um, not so much uh, game developers but more so um, artists that uh, kind of dabble in games or like, you know, um, have that the sort of kind of atmosphere and uh, attention to detail that I kind of want to uh, integrate into the stuff that I make. Like I recently, like how I talked about Olivia Haynes um, Yes. I only recently found her, uh, but her content just sings to me. I just love that how, what she makes. I'm very excited for awesome. her game uh, Surf Club that's coming out uh, soon. Um, and uh, yeah, just just kind of re-centering where I'm kind of looking for my inspiration as well because uh, yeah, you know when you kind of have all of these uh, people that you follow and your timeline is just full of all of these different artists and different you know, creators thoughts and, and, p-
0: and, yeah, and designs yeah. and ideas it can get yes. quite over- overwhelming I'd imagine.
1: Exactly yeah so many so many uh, people that um, I have on my feed that I'm just like oh yeah cool oh my god awesome yeah so I'm just kind of, like, winding down to the people that actually kind of represent what I'm thinking of.
0: A bit of alignment.
1: Yes, yes, alignment. Yes, that's it, yeah.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you'll you'll come across people over the journey that will, again, kind of be in alignment with you and some of your ideas, and I'm sure they'll be fantastic for you as well. Yeah. Have there been, oh, I suppose through the nature of the last few years I'm sure there's been lots of these but has there been any particularly valuable lessons or experiences you've picked up along the way that's really helped with this game development pursuit
1: yeah um, I think definitely by the end of um, uni I started to kind of really um, think about like why I liked making games or like why I liked the design of it and It kind of made me realize that, like, oh, I have, I I have to just look for the um, resources, and I have to kind of, you know, ask help for help in certain areas, because I always was very, you know, um, shy in the way of like, oh, I'll figure this out on my own, but um, now, like, the biggest thing I learned was that, like, it's, you know, ask for, um, you know, the resources and ask for help. Uh, in certain areas of development because people will help. <laughs> people will share yes. what they know and um, that was something that really helped me in my final year just like getting the courage to like you know hey how do you code this how how does this work can you can you tell me about it and that just made all, a lot of revenues open for me to like you know use whatever they taught me or whatever resources they gave me to then um, you know, make what I needed to make possible so, yeah. yeah
0: that's that's fantastic, and uh reality is at some point um you'll be in a position to give back as well there is yeah. this cyclical sort of nature to the whole thing as well that you need to soak up as much as you can early on, and i as I kind of referenced before, unless you're one of those or tour not that i mean that's been a bit of a an angsty word in this industry in the last mm-hmm. week or so, but um unless you're kind of that sort of thing, everyone's still looking to learn stuff from everyone mm-hmm. so you're always going to be soaking up a little bit. But once you build up that bucket of knowledge, there's going to be that opportunity to pass it on to the the next person to come through who's looking to cut their teeth in this space, who is maybe looking to enter a similar sort of path that you've already walked and you can share that sort of insight and feedback and those experiences. So I think you're 100% on the money, like just take in as much as you can because Mm -hmm. you'll get that opportunity to give it back at some point as well.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Some fun ones as we wrap things up. Yeah. If you could be credited for any game not solely credited, <laughs> of course. We're not we're not just gonna kick Kojima out of something or, yeah. Howard or whatever the case happens to be, but any game that uh, you can in any capacity, so it can just be as simple as special thanks also if you like. Mm. Um if you could be credited for any game, what game would you love to have been credited for having worked on in some capacity?
1: Oh my goodness. You okay. can pick multiple. I'll chat okay. that if you want. Well, I think um. Okay, first the first one that came to mind is obviously Journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the second one was Twilight Princess. <laughs> imagine. Oh, um, and the last one that came to my mind was Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, which is which is interesting. I've been playing that a lot lately. Um,
0: but I'd imagine that'd be really good for the. I mean, I, I played New Horizons quite a lot last year and eventually fell off. But, yeah. Um. But it was good for the soul in that time, especially everything yeah. that was going on.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, there's a yeah. through line here. Yeah, I, I definitely those, those three. I think just because I, I forever will love Journey, and just even just having a small part in Journey would have just made my whole life. <laughs> um, and you then can also, always just yeah. Yeah. Hold on to that one. Yeah, and Twilight Princess, obviously, because it's just ah, uh, it's just such a good game.
0: Oh. Yes, no, hundred yeah. percent. It's it's amazing. Far better than people give it credit for. Yep. And Similarish sort of question. Mm. If you could go back and re, so you could strike this game from your memory and get to replay it, <gasps> what game would you pick? I feel like it's going to be Journey. <laughs> I could be wrong.
1: Okay, I'll I'll stay away from Journey because it's obviously no, no. Be... Feel
0: for it. Like if that's the game, that's the game. I'm not gonna. There's no. Oh. You can't use especially Journey. I think I think a few people have answered with that question. Uh, sorry, yeah. with uh, with that response in the past. So. Hmm. You wouldn't be alone. There's no issues there.
1: Oh, actually, I think. I think for me, that would be. um, I think that would be. Oh, I had Breath of the Wild come up.
0: Oh, yeah? And That's come love, up before, too.
1: Yeah. I'd love to just re- never have played that again and just start from scratch. Walk so onto good. the plateau for the first yeah. time
0: and all those sorts <gasps> of things.
1: Oh, my God. Um.
0: I, who knows you we, we, you might get to relive things that exact same sort of way again presumably this year we'll see what yeah, happens
1: yeah true true i think yeah i think breath of the wild yeah i'd love to just wipe my memory of that and play that again from no that's fair game.
0: as i mentioned before not not my favorite zelda um yeah, fair. a few little design choices but i totally understand why it it clicks with so many people it didn't for me but i totally understand why it works with so many other people mm. and i'll just continue to be wrong about the game i presume <laughs> um so sarah thank you so much for, for coming on the show and sharing this journey so far who knows we might be chatting again in a few years as as that journey is kind of developed a little bit further yeah but until then if people want to learn more about what you're up to to go and find my dot desk, where should people go to keep up with you and what you're up to
1: yeah so um i have twitter so uh my handle is uh, says uh, underscore you with two U's. It's a bit uh, hard to... Why wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Why yep. uh, you, you. Um, so, yeah, definitely Twitter is where I'll be posting a lot of my stuff. And I'm thinking of making like uh, a separate Twitter for my desk to just share updates specifically on its own um, page. Uh, yeah, that's the main hub of where everything is. And I also have a link tree that's um, in my bio on um uh, sorry twitter uh that has yep. all of my other stuff like my art station or instagram to check up on my art stuff but yeah
0: so go check all that out Sarah's is doing some fantastic if i've just inject my own thing here <laughs> to spe- sarah's doing some incredible some incredible work and um who knows what's what's ahead but uh, i'm feeling really good about where you're going just looking looking at as an outsider at this current point uh, my dot desk is still one of the most revelatory experiences I've had in in kind of this game space from all the last year. So you're doing some incredible things, and I wish nothing but the best going forward.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on Dev Diaries. It's been a pleasure.
0: No, thank you for coming on the show. Um, And listeners, as always, thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time. That concludes this entry of DevDory. Be sure to subscribe to this feed, share it with your friends, give us a five-star review to help boost the show up the charts for greater exposure. If you have any people you'd like me to reach out to an interview, then please find me at Paul James Games on Twitter to help me get in touch with them. Until the next episode, however, that's been Sarah's story. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time.